Blog Talk Radio. After I came out, I remember being on the playground and someone threw a ball right in my face. How would you feel if others treated you like you didn't belong at school, on your sports team, at church, or even in your own home? Millions of gay and transgender youth are made to feel like they don't fit in every day. We've all been hurt by words before. So before you speak, think about how your words might affect someone else. You have the power to make a difference. To find out how, go to glad.org. That's G-L-A-A-D dot org. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the talk with Micah and Friends. This is our 32nd show, and we continuously thank you all for your support since its inception of December 2013. I want to just remind you guys of just a few things, and then we'll go ahead and move forward with the show. You can follow and listen to the show's previous episodes by always visiting www.hipcast.com. Click on the podcast directory at the top and simply search the talk with Micah and Friends. You can also visit blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah, the site that makes it all happen each and every week, to browse and listen to what we produce over the past 10 months. Okay, again, we have about 31 shows, and today is 32nd. Then there's always iTunes, last but not least, okay? So if you have iTunes on your computer, simply enter the iTunes podcast library and search the talk W slash Micah and friends. If you have an iPhone 4, 4S, 5, 5C, 5S, 6, or even 6 Plus, just click on the Purple Podcast app that should have been downloaded automatically to your iPhone when you actually got it, okay? Make sure you go in there and subscribe. It's totally free. And with this option, you will always be informed when new episodes are readily available. Now, each Friday via Facebook, we acknowledge two individuals for Future Fine Fridays, also known as Facebook Hotties of the Week. So far, we have recognized a whopping 34 nominated individuals. And in November, in next month, two of those individuals, with the help of you, that's right, you, will be awarded the very first SFF Glass Award. We're going to highlight a total of four more people before we actually allow you guys to vote, and the award will then be sent over to the winners, okay? It's a nice little award. I'll, I'll post that to Facebook another time. So look out for that, and if you want to nominate anyone, please, we've only got four Four more people that we're going to highlight. So if you want to nominate anyone, go ahead and email us at thetalkwithmica at gmail.com. Or you may also hit me up via inbox, Micah Micah, or Slick Foster via Facebook. Now to all those attending MBU on next weekend, that's Mr. and Miss Black Universe. If you happen to see me out, and with God's grace you will, please don't be afraid to speak. I look forward to reuniting with some and meeting others for the very first time. Good luck to everyone competing, and congrats to Cameron Black, Giselle Barbie Royale, Tamara Chevalier, and the entire MBU family on a successful year. Don't forget, as promised, we have a new Grand Gorgeous and Gag segment with national makeup artist and advisor for Laura Marcier Cosmetics, Joel Canales, and he'll be featured on later on in the show. Now, any new show ideas that you guys may have, please email, I'm waiting, thetalkwithmica at gmail.com. Also, special shout-out to all the 250 people that joined in on the anti-bullying campaign against the LGBTQ youth on this past weekend via Facebook. I definitely appreciate it. To learn more about this campaign and the organization behind it, please visit www.glaad.org. That's www.glaad.org. 
Now we're going to go ahead and take a quick break to pay a few bills and hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with the Unplugged Edition. Words never spoken is more than a book, it's a movement. It's for the man that's trapped in the closet, the man that's teaching himself how to lie, how to sneak, how to cheat, how to get over, and how to pass. It's for the little boy that wants to tell his mommy and daddy that he likes boys. It's for the man that will marry a girl knowing he's gay. It's for the man that will almost end his life because he's afraid the truth just may come out. It's my attempt to heal the frustrations that come with being gay, black and gay in particular, It offers permission to just be without apology. What's up, people? This is Craig Stewart. I am the author of Words Never Spoken, a memoir. It's available on Amazon.com, or you can download it to any e-reader. You can even visit my website at www.craigthewriterstewart.com. As many of you know, World AIDS Day is among us. Operation Stand Up is currently taking submissions for this year's I Support AIDS Awareness Campaign 2014. This is a Facebook-based campaign that helps to promote the prevention and awareness of HIV-AIDS through Unity by making your picture submitted into your own promo to make your default on World AIDS Day. This campaign began in October of 2010 and has been growing internationally. So won't you join us this year? Submissions will be accepted until November 22, 2014. Here are the submission rules. Pictures must be in JPEG format, of high quality, full color, No blurry and or pixelated photos accepted. No added wording. You're going to send your photo to operationstandup at gmail.com with the subject line campaign 2014. Once you submit, go ahead and like the Operation Stand Up page and your photo will be posted as this year's campaign. All submissions will be posted on or before World AIDS Day, which will be December 1st, 2014. Let's take a stand and make a difference. Together, we can. Greetings from the land of Westland. Inviting you to Mr. and Miss Westland 2014. I'm yours truly, Tariko Ross St. James, honoring myself and Solange Tasaki Dupree. Categories include presentation, green and white self-expression, fashion, female's evening gown, male sportswear, talent, and question and answer. This November 16th in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Jungle Nightclub. Having you there makes a difference. Hello, everyone. This is Cameron Black, Mr. Black Universe, and I'm taking this opportunity to invite you all out as I relinquish my title October 31st through November 2nd here in Atlanta, Georgia. And if you haven't done so, go ahead and download the MBU Pageant app in the Google Play Store for all you Android users. Now back to the show with Michael and friends. Let me tell you who to blame. Blame the boy lying at your feet, his body oozing life through the hole in his stomach where the bullet tore him apart. Blame him for challenging you, for not looking away and for not backing down when you pulled out the gun. Blame your mother for bringing you into this world when she was but a kid herself and for dragging you up, not bringing you up. Blame society for not giving you hope. Blame your father for not being there, the man who looked after himself instead of looking after you. Blame the gun in your hand for making you a target, for making you more likely to be picked on. Blame the dead boy, blame your mother, blame society, blame your father, blame the gun. Blame anyone but yourself for not being strong enough to put down the gun, to break 
everybody. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Talk with Micah. And this is your girl, T.S. Madison. Yes, God, honey, Miss Nui, 22 inches herself. Remember, ladies, if you ain't rocking 22 inches or better, bitch, you're practically bald. Well, hello, guys. Um, we are now live and most definitely ready. Um, I want to welcome uh, you guys back to The Talk with Micah and Friends. And, you know, last week I did promote a show that was entitled Dear Micah, the Dear Micah Show, and the Dear, Dear Micah and Stephen, um, where I was accepting letters from the listening audience and providing them along, you know, along with my special co-host, um, the unadulterated um, truth. Um, but, of course, useful advice regarding either their issues or maybe even their friends' issues or whatever. Unfortunately, the Dear Micah and Stephen Show will not, of course, air tonight. Um, but I do have a few people with me here tonight. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, of all the many letters that I that I received, um, myself as well as Stephen, um, I've chosen three. So we're gonna go through those three letters. Um, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna read the letters out to you. You're gonna listen just like you know my guests are listening. And then at that point, I'll give my little two cents. Let allow my um, my guests to to give theirs. And if you, the listening audience, have something that you want to add, of course, all you need to do is just choose option number one. And that would alert me, and then we'll, we'll toggle into you. Um, but I do want to go ahead and acknowledge my guest, and then we'll move forward um, with the show. I want to welcome um, back to the show a former Raw and Uncut member. So he was on one of the Raw and Uncut shows I had back in Season 1. His name is Trey Son. He's from Memphis, Tennessee. Welcome back, Trey Son. Hey, everyone. What's going on? Glad to have you. Um, former... Raw and Uncut member as well. He was actually uh, a part of maybe about three of them. He was actually a part of the very first Raw and Uncut. Um, I want to welcome back to the show from Atlanta, Georgia, Mr. Kobe Black. Welcome to the show, Kobe, or welcome back to the show. Thank you. Hello, everyone. We have a new member. Okay, we have a new member. <laughs> I'm so glad that she's a part of, this, um, part of the show on tonight. Uh, I'm sure that you guys will enjoy her. Uh, her name is Tia. She's of Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to the show, Tia. Hi, Tia, a.k.a. Trinity. <laughs> uh, thank you so very much for joining in. And he's a new member of this particular type of uh, setting, but he's not a new person to the show. He was actually part of the second show that I had back in um, December surrounding gay relationships. And so we're bringing him back, and his name is <clears throat> Timothy Jackson of New York City. Hi, Tim. Hey, Michael. What's up, y'all? Good <laughs> back. Good to have you back. It's been almost a year, so uh, we we thank you for for coming back. Um, so while we have some topics that I think um, we should discuss, I, I want my listening audience to you know call in and ask questions and post topics as well. Um, but of course, let's you know let's get it started first. But we do want to make it as interactive as possible um, in the next what hour and let's say hour and a half. So um, are you guys ready for tonight's show? Everybody has got their wine and all that good stuff or liquor. It's started. Okay. Already good. <laughs> good. So again, before before we um start with the letters, I, I want to um to talk about I have two topics. So here's the first topic. Um I want to adapt the title um from Tony Braxton and Babyface Duet album, Love, Marriage and Divorce. Um I've noticed and I've touched on earlier in season one of the talk with Mike and Friends about gay relationships. And, well, what I've noticed, and for the record, I'm not singling anyone out, but I've noticed, you know, quite a bit now, it seems to me that gay relationships among males, for the most part, 
are not being taken seriously when it comes down to the to, to our lifestyle. Um, so like Heidi Klum says, you know, from Project Runway, one day you're in, one day you're out. That's what it really seems like to me. One day you're in it and one day you're out. Um, so to my panel and to my, least, my listening audience out there, um, what do you honestly think is lacking in 2014 as it pertains to gay relationships? So, again, to my panel and to my listening audience, you know, what do you honestly think is lacking in 2014 as it pertains to gay relationships? So anyone from my panel, whoever wants to chime in first, go right ahead. Uh, Michael, this is Tim. Um, My take on that is I believe that what lacks in gay relationships are communication. Communication are foundations of every type of relationship that you have, and I feel that in um, gay relationships we tend to talk to our friends and talk to everyone else about our problems except the person that we're having those problems with. Um, so we tend to um, to get away from the core of building that bond of a relationship, and also you have to be become friends with that person first to um, to feel like you're able to express yourself uh, to that person. A lot of times relationships don't work because people don't communicate things, and so many things go unsaid or undone, and that's where it kind of falls off track and. It's, it's done with before it can even basically get started because nobody expresses themselves and show how they feel. But you have, have to also compromise and listen to one another in order for things to work and get relationships. And as gay people, we do not communicate with each other, especially in a relationship. So what 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 I'm hearing of, of everything that you said is more so, you know, you, you, you spoke about Communication, communication is most definitely. We, you have to communicate in order to be in any type of effective relationship, friendship, or whatever the case may be, right? So I, I hear you say communication, and then you say friends first. So I would say friends first is as equal to uh, having a foundation, right? Would you say that? So Correct. so have that. So start having a foundation, you know, starting somewhere and building from that, and then of course at the same time, while you, as you can only build in the event that you have you know, effective communication between the two of you. So, okay, so that you, you, you think that communication and people having a, a lack of building a friendship or having a foundation is, is one of the um, core elements as to the reason why gay relationships are not necessarily working. Okay, thank you so much, Tim. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so if anyone else want to chime in? This is Tresan. I think one reason why gay relationships aren't, working on they're not lasting is simply because of social media. I think okay. with social media, and it's not even people's comments, it's more so that's the way of meeting these days. So with that being said, people aren't really wanting to put that time in and not willing to put that time in to make things work because when things don't work, they can simply just get online and find someone new to talk to. And mm-hmm. it, it's crazy, but that's how it is now. It's not like how it is where you could meet someone at a grocery store, meet someone at a club. No, you can just sit at home now and meet someone online. And with that being that easy, people aren't willing to make something work with the person that they have because they feel like, oh, I can just go back online and find somebody new. And that's where we are now. And people aren't wanting to, you know, put that time in or not even willing to put that time in because now, the disposal of guys is, like, right there. So this goes to that thing of being convenient, and it's convenient to just let it go work versus working on it. Okay, so, Tristan, let's let's talk about um, 
So as you said, it's social media. Social media definitely definitely has a has a part. So um, do you think that when you're meeting, because most people now they meet, you know, of course we already know the social apps like Jax and Grinder and Boyhoy and all those good stuff that I'm no longer on because um, it serves no purpose. But um, with with all of those apps and so and Facebook now it's more so people are now meeting via Facebook and things of that nature. So when you do you feel like once you're actually in a um, you're getting to know someone or whatever the case may be, you need to start having that conversation up front as it pertains to boundaries with social media and what you expect from your partner when it when it boils down to social media and how how that works. Do you think that that plays a part, or do you think people are not necessarily having that conversation up front about social I don't media? Think, I don't think I don't I don't think that people are having that conversation about social media up front or you know, putting limits on certain things that they do or, or how they use social media because social media can be used for various things. But mm-hmm. I feel like once you're in a relationship, you should come to that agreement that, okay, this is where we this is where we are and this is where we're taking our relationship. So now with that being understood, you should be able to say, okay, well, we're not going to do X, Y, and Z or use social media for X, Y, and Z because now we're in this together or we're focusing on each other. Okay. So I, I'm still I'm still on I'm still on that before whoever's trying to chime in I want to ask this with social media um, do you think there's two questions I have one with social media do you think that um, when you're when you when you, at one point or at the time that you are actually in a relationship with a person you guys are on social media do you think that you know always exposing and this again this is not singling out, singling out one person it's a lot of people that do it I was guilty of it at one point as well where you decide to show pictures and, of course, you want people to know, hey, I'm in love, I'm this and the other, but then it kind of, sometimes it can go a little overboard. So do you think that sometimes that can hinder you more so than hurt? I mean, excuse me, that can hinder you more so than help your relationship when it comes down to, like, just exposing your entire relationship on Facebook? I think it is definitely a hindrance if, the two individuals that are in the relationship don't have that foundation laid because I feel like there's nothing wrong with going to social media and being proud of your relationship and posting pictures and talking about what it is that you two are doing. But also with doing that, those two individuals have to have that foundation laid and have to have that bond already before going to social media. Okay. I'm sorry. Somebody said well. Okay. Did anybody else want to chime in on that whole thing? Y'all look quiet. Did anybody want to chime in on that? I do. I do. Okay, well, go ahead. We're having a conversation. I, it's not about social media, though. It's about um, the original question. The lack The lack. Um, the original question, the lack of gay relationships. Right. Um, I really think it's, um, it's, not a, it's not about the effect of what happens during the course of the relationship. I think it's the mindset that the individuals have before they go into the relationship. A lot of people go into the relationship not thinking this is going to be my lifetime partner. Mm-hmm. They're going in thinking this is going to be my boyfriend. And most mm-hmm. people think on a temporary basis. Now, yeah. if, you, if you're going to be with somebody, you need to go in with the mindset this is going to be my long, my lifelong partner. And that's not that's what's not happening right now. I mean, I've dated. I've been broke up with my boyfriend for over a year now. I still love him, of course, but I've been dating, and all the people that I've dated, I feel like they are temporary. 
And until you find someone that you feel is going to be your lifelong partner, it's going to always be a lack of gay um, relationship um, between men on men. Um, it's a lot of factors that play into that. Next. Everybody okay. wants I agree to I mean, it's just a lot. You, so when you're going into a relationship, I think the initial thought of the relationship is what's going to set the foundation to let you know if this is going to be a long-term relationship, lifetime relationship, or however you want to um, approach it. But the mindset right now is a lot of people are thinking on temporary terms, and that's just not working for us. Yeah, I agree with Kobe on that. Like, you can't get into a relationship based on what you're going through at the moment or you feel like this is right for you at this time. You have to think, um, how long am I going to be with this person? Am I going to um, see my? can I see myself with this person for the rest of my life? And people don't think about that. They just think about the moment and jump into their relationship and end up not with that person the next two or three days or, or weeks or so. So that's a very good point he made that we need to, as gay men, think about, is this the person that I'm going to be with for the rest of my life or I can't see myself for the rest of my life, vice versa, this should be my boyfriend for right now. Okay. Like right. Michelle said, it can't be visual love. You can't meet a person and feel like, hey, he's sexy, he's hot, I'm he's cute, I'm in love with him. And then it just don't work a month later. You got together because you both look was attractive or you just had a sexual chemistry at that time. Never got to know each other. And I, I want right. to, uh, I'm, I'm going to, go ahead, go ahead, sir. I know. All thing I was going to add is a lot of times it's not even about the communication now with relationships. It's that attraction, and then with that attraction, people are just more so looking for the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, fighting to make it work. You fighting to make it work because he cute. Um, trying to figure out what we have uh, that we compatible. It's no compatibility. Mm-hmm. He he just cute. Yeah. Yeah. So so let me. Because I, I want to ask, um, I want to um, single out Tia because I want to ask her uh, something um, in just a second. But um, I think, like, I was having a conversation with someone on, on last night, and we we talked about the fact that, again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, when it comes down to just having the conversation, people don't, at, at this point, especially when you get up of a certain age, and Kobe can attest to it, I'm sure Tia can attest to it, you know, when you get in your dirty 30s, when you get in your dirty 30s, listen, when you get in your dirty 30s, listen, when you get in your dirty 30s, um, which is, I think, when I was 30, like, I, I, at that point I knew who I was, I knew what I wanted, I knew what I was going to, to ride with, what, who I wasn't going to ride with, what I was going to settle for or not settle for. So I kind of knew at that point, having all those in my 20s, I knew, okay, this is what I want, this is what I'm looking for, this is what I see for my future. Um, I think that when you're in your 20s, you go with the flow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to go with a flow type person. I don't like to set a schedule to my everyday life unless it's work-related. You know what I'm saying? Everything else just comes as it goes. But when it pertains to relationships and when I'm up definitely a mature age, you know, to, to society, at some point I have to just be accountable for what I'm getting into in my life at that point. So, it's time for, you know, people to, and I don't want to just say 30s, but, you know, when you get a certain age and you know what you want, it's time for you to start just having conversations and not being afraid to bring certain things up, you know, not going with the flow. Have to sit down and have a conversation with your man or your girlfriend or whatever the case may be and let them know, look, this is what I like. 
This is what I don't like. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and these are the things, these are, these are my boundaries, but at the same time, these are the things that I'm able to bend with because you don't want to scare your, your new partner or the person that you're dating off. But everybody has that thing that takes them off. Everybody has that thing that, just, they just, that they just cannot deal with. So my thing is if you put it out there in the beginning, you don't have to worry about so many little stumble, stum, you know, stumbling blocks along the way. That's just that's just my take on it. So I think you know it goes back to the conversation that Tim said, and for me, just really have just having the conversation. You know what I'm saying? And then whatever comes up, tackling it head on versus waiting, you know, to something big happens, and then now you want to um, then you want to talk about it. So now with uh, Tia, I want to ask you as a trans woman. Like you know, mm-hmm. we talk about gay relationships, and I was speaking about males, but I want to know from the from the trans woman perspective, you know, what is it that, if anything, you know, what I'm saying that that you encounter when it comes down to dating men or whatever, you know, that that love the the trans experience, you know, what I'm saying. So like, what, what issues do you have? Well, the only issue that I this I can only see for myself that I deal with is men who aren't necessarily. Um, secure in themselves, clearly walking down the street, meeting a man in the mall or whatever, it, they don't know my truth. So once I tell them, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it's okay. I can bring you home to mama or you, it's fine. You like a girl or something like that. But on down the road, they may feel um, that they're gay or that they identify or what are their homeboys going to say. So that's my only issue that I encounter is men aren't necessarily honest with themselves saying that, okay, well, you may have been born this way, but you identify as a woman. That's fine. That's cool. I still deal with you. You have men that do, but for the most part, that's the majority of what I deal with, of okay. men that just aren't uh, 100% sure if they want to be in a relationship with a trans woman or transgender, and that's just my issue. You know, okay. I can't speak for any other girl. What, so so, so, so would you, would you, when you said insecurity, um, that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that can apply to, to any, you know, to all of us. So with insecurities, right. um, to everyone on the panel, like, you know, how do you overcome an individual that you're dating or getting to know or even in relationship with having certain type of insecurities? You know, how, how, how did you deal with it or how have you dealt with it? Anybody? You speaking to me? I don't know anybody, anybody on the on the panel having to deal with someone that has insecurities. And, and Kia, you can start it off as far as how you deal with it, and then I'll allow the guys to, you know, to respond. But just how do you deal with well, the insecurities of, a, of another individual while dating or in a relationship with them? Well, we all have insecurities on each part, both of us. In, in a relationship, we all have some kind of insecurity. As far as that issue, you know, a lot of girls may deal with guys that are insecure, and they have to put on their fish more. I have to put on their realness more, and it doesn't help. How I deal with it is, I mean, I can only take it day by day, mm-hmm. letting them know that it's no different as far as what the world may see, because this is the issue. They may know what me. They may know my situation, but they think everyone else knows it, and that's not the case, and that's the issue. So that's where the insecurity comes in at. So you have girls that are go above and beyond, but they don't know what's going on with the other, and it puts them in issues. Now, how I deal with the insecurity, I try to just be me authentically all around, and maybe mm-hmm. they'll come around. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that's not 100% either. So you have to just take it day for day, honestly, okay. <laughs> when it comes to that issue. Okay. And, guys, do you, how, how do you handle insecurities? And then we'll move on um, to, the, to the next thing. 
having well, insecurities with a partner, I don't think that um, there's really much you could do to help someone else with their own insecurities. I think mean, that's a personal thing and something that that person has to work on uh, for themselves. But, however, I think, well, you can try to is, is just try to uplift them, encourage them, um, whatever the insecurity may be. I mean, you just tell them, uh, you know, if they have a concern about their looks or you just tell them how handsome they are or some of that mm-hmm. sort just to try to help and uplift their spirit and self-esteem a little bit. But when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to that insecurity, that's our own. Can't nobody make you not be insecure. That's just mm-hmm. something you have to deal with as, as a person. You have to deal with that yourself. So you're saying more so just nurture it, you know, and, and praise them for whatever that, whatever, even if they've not told you, you at some point you realize what their insecurity is and you kind of, you know, kind of, I guess, bring about some type of positivity towards it to where they don't, they're not as insecure when around you or friends. Because with insecurities, so many things can uh can derive from someone being insecure in their relationship. You see what I'm saying? Like, even when it comes down to yeah. the trust factor, you know, somebody can be insecure about whatever it is, and then every five yeah. seconds you're wondering, oh, the boy I'm talking to in the club, you, 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 you know, you got trust issues, but those trust issues come from insecurities because maybe you don't, like you say, you may not think that you're that cute, even though I think that you're a handsome and fine to me, you know? So, um, yeah, I just want to know, like, how do you, you know, how? I mean, you said it perfectly as far as, you know, how do you handle the insecurities? I mean, you just kind of just go with the flow, nurture it, you know, and just compliment them and, and kind of reassure them. But I don't think that, I know for me, I'm not going to continuously reassure you that you look good, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm just not going to do that. Like, like you said, that's something that you're going to have to work on, baby. You got to get, but, you know, as a partner, you know, I'll, I'll be there. Um, do you, uh, well, I, someone has a question. I hope they have a question, so I'm allowed them to come in on the line and, you know, uh, say what they want to say, and then we, we'll pick up um, right there where we left off. So, area code 404, the last four digits is 9593. Area code 404-9593. You are now on the line with Micah and with the Unplugged panel. Um, you can go ahead and provide me your name, your location, and your question or comment, please. Yes, my name is, yes, and I just wanted to say, I believe it starts with individual selves going into gay relationships. You say it's up to them. To, okay, repeat that. <laughs> what was your what was your comment? Individuals are broken going into gay relationships. Okay. Okay. So you so you think that that is that's a lack of why certain relationships don't work on on one part of the or the other? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We'll, we'll talk about that. Thank you so much. So, so um, this uh, caller says that for the most part, he believes that you know people are broken in relationships. So, um, to my panel, have you ever been in a situation where you could tell from Jump Street that this person that you're? We're not going to say get into relationships. We're going to just say dating. Like, how how do you handle someone that is broken that you can tell is broken that has some stuff in the past, like how do you um, get through that or push through that in order to really start the dating process or even go to the next level of being in a relationship? Or do you? Hannah, are you here? Hello? Hello? Hannah, are you here? Can everybody hear me? 
Hello, hello, hello. Okay, if my callers can hear me, press one, please. <laughs> if my callers can hear me, okay, my callers can hear me. So why can't my my guests hear me? Okay, well, and everybody is pressing one, so I don't know what's going on. So let me check with my crew because I don't know what's going on. But now, if you have a question, which you know, it's kind of hard to tell if you guys have questions because everybody's pressed, everybody's pressed one. But I was going to ask you guys if you had questions to so go ahead and press, um, chime in and press one for me. Like, did my whole entire crew just like leave me like that? So I'm nine one seven is the area code nine one seven zero six one five. I'm going to just chime you in, baby, and I'm going to see if you if you have anything to talk about. Since my guest just left me all of a sudden, so I don't know what happened. Oh, nine one seven. He he deleted. What about seven five seven? Seven five seven fourteen oh four. Do you have a question? Seven five seven fourteen oh four. Are you I here? Really, I really don't have a question. I'm just enjoying the conversation and listening to everyone's views on everything. Okay, and what's your name? This is Debutard. Oh, Debutard. Hi, Debutard. <laughs> hi, hi. I just came on a couple of minutes ago. This is my first time listening. And, you know, it's very informative and interesting. You know, I heard about it, but to your show, and I'm enjoying it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Debutard. I appreciate it. You guys, just hang on the line for me um, because something must have happened with, with my crew. So just hold the line for me. Again, thank you, Debutard, and continue listening. Okay, so they say that they can hear me, but okay, so let's 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 try this. But they say we don't, they don't hear me. <laughs> Weird. Okay, so hold on, guys. They say they hear each other, but they don't hear me. Okay, so let's do this. Let's see if this works. Um, let's see. And, and again, guys, just hold for me really, really quickly. And while we're holding, I'm just going to um, play our Grand Gorgeous and Gag segment really, really quickly, and then another PSA, and we should be right back. So just hold the line for me, okay? Hi, everyone, and welcome to Grand Gorgeous and Gag. My name is Joelle Canales, and I am the national makeup artist for Laura Mercier Cosmetics. Ladies, before you beat down those faces and create that flawless look, you must make sure to have flawless skin. Always start your makeup routine with a moisturizer. Normal to dry skin types may use a cream texture, while someone with combination of oily skin may use a lotion. This assures that your skin will look radiant and your makeup will last throughout the day. Now for the gentlemen listening out there, this applies to you too. But I'd like to share one of my secrets with you that will leave your skin looking like those male models on that GQ magazine. Find a gentle face scrub you can use in the shower. Allow the steam to open up your pores and soften the hair follicles. Then proceed to shaving. A closer shave, smooth skin, what more could you ask for? For more beauty tips, check us out on the next segment of Grand, Gorgeous, and Gag. I'm Joelle Canales, signing off. Until next time. Hey, everybody. Blowing in from the Windy City of Chicago, Illinois. 
It's Cheyenne Valentino, and you are listening to The Talk with Micah and Friends. Okay, thank you so very much, guys, for holding. I'm actually just waiting for my crew to come back online. I just actually got the phone with them. So they're in the conference line, but for some odd reason, they're not in this particular line. So just hold for me. I'm waiting for them to to, to call back in. I told them to hang up and call back in. And then we're going to start. This is my 30-second show. I've never had this happen. Just when the conversation is getting so good. So hopefully they can um, they can get back into the line. But it never works. Okay, hello, hello. Is everybody here? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, great. yeah, okay. we're here. Okay, hopefully my, my callers are, are, are listening or are, are there. Ooh, so <laughs> this is, oh, my God. This is the, like I was I was talking to Debbie Times and she came on the line. Could could you guys hear when Debbie Times came on the line? Did y'all hear that? No. Oh, that was Debbie okay. No, no, that was not Debbie Times. That was somebody else. But Debbie Times ended up coming. Oh. I don't know when I when I allowed the the first person to come in and speak. For some reason, it it logged you guys out. I don't know how that happened. Um, but then you know I told them to hold or whatever. So it seems like I have people you know back online, which is which is really good. So um, the person spoke about broken, you know, people being broken um, in relationships and that's what, well, being broken coming into relationships, and that's the reason why they don't work. That's one of the things that the reason why gay relationships don't work. So my question, if I remember it, was the fact what was asking you guys, have you ever been in a situation where you noticed head on that the person that you were dating or trying to get to know or, or even get in a relationship with was broken? If so, how did you handle it? Or it, or did you even handle it? I've been in one of those situations, and it's one of the hardest situations to deal with because no matter how you tr- how much how matter much you try to give one hundred percent, if that person's not ready and still broken, they're not going to give you their all. So it's like beating a dead horse because you're not going to give what you you're not going to receive what you're getting. And to me, it, it's very frustrating, and you have to get out of that situation because. What they tend to do is people that are broken, they tend to let the people of the past dictate their future. And that's mm-hmm. what can't happen because they'll yeah. never be with anybody if they allow what happened for them in, to, in the past um, keep them from moving forward. So, like, I tell people that say, oh, I need to take a break from dating or I need to get this because they was in a bad situation. No, you don't need to do that because just by you wanting to take a break, you might pass on your, your soulmate or your life partner. Right. Just because of the last person who wasn't your soulmate stepped in and did you wrong. Therefore, if that happens, you can't do anything for that person and you need to run fast as hell. But just my advice to the people is that if you have a bad experience, it's okay. Don't let that experience alter your whole your whole future. Let it adjust it a little bit and, and come at it at a different angle next time, but don't let it determine how you're going to live the rest of your life. So, so Tim, how is how important is it to know a person's past, to know what they've gone through and been through? Like, how important is that to you when you're getting to know somebody? And then, if anybody else wants to chime in, how important is that to you? And then, once we do that, then we'll we'll tackle one of the letters 
and then we'll go back to um, to some more topics. So, Tim, how important is um, knowing a person's past, how important is that to you in order to, you know, build something with them? To, to me, it's, it's very important because if you're going through something and you're feeling some type of way mm-hmm. and you're coming off to me in the light that I haven't seen you at first, mm-hmm. in my head I'm thinking, well, what the hell is going on with them uh, and why is they acting like this? Are they acting funny or acting standoffish? But if I'm going into the situation knowing that you've been hurt and knowing what happened to you, I can probably cope with it and let you know that it's going to be okay and say, okay, well, and take a minute for myself and step back and say, okay, well, I, I know that they just got out of this horrible situation and they kind of fragile at this point, so let me come on slow or let me try to do little extra things that I can do to try to help them to get to that place where we both can be happy and they don't have to worry about their past. Okay, okay. Um, did anyone else want to, to add to that or speak as far as how important is it to, you know, know a person's past before um, really being in a relationship with anyone? I think um, it's very important. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's very important so you can kind of see their pattern, you know, mm-hmm. or what they're used to, what they're used to, how they go about things. I think it is mm-hmm. very important now on the flip side of that, if you get to know someone and you're telling their past that they're telling you their past in the beginning, some things may scare you off. So uh, <laughs> you have to know how to deal with that too. But I do think it's important so you know the person's you know, history, their pattern, how they go about things, and mm-hmm. how they end up with you. Right. I, I agree. I, I disagree with the whole panel. I don't think okay. it's important to know Okay. And you're entitled because to that. Because your past is not your future, it, it, and it may affect your present. But you don't, mm-hmm. depending on what the past is, some people try to. Well, see, Kobe, that's why I'm going to stop you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to stop you because no, like the past is important. Okay, and I and I and I it and I'm glad it's very important. I don't want to know all about everything in your in your closet. I don't want to know everything about what what happened and who did this to you. You know, I don't. But I do want a brief synopsis of uh, of, of right. what has happened because that has shaped you some in some way, form, or fashion into the person that you are today. And as you said, the present. But guess what? I'm the person that's dealing with the present. So I want to know a little bit about the past because I've been, you know, I'm single. <laughs> you know, as if the world didn't know, I am now. You know, but. I, you know, I, that was a, that was a, that was an issue for me. That was an issue because well, I think I think when you get in a relationship with a person and you get to know them, you're going to get to know about them. That, well, hell if you would have let, let, let me let me continue. Let me but let, that's let, let me. That's important to you that you run into this person wanting to know what their past life was because that's something that actually just comes out as you get to know that. Person. Yeah, but but what if they don't want to tell you about that the past? Person? What if they don't want to tell you about well, that? It's, it's some things I'm not going to tell you about my past. I don't care um, um, what happened. Oh, Kobe, that wasn't the question. That, was, that, was, that wasn't the question. The question was, what if they don't want to tell you about their past? As you said, there are oh, some things, but okay. I'm talking about all things. Okay, if they don't want to tell me about their past, well, I'm getting to know you. I'm going to give you this opportunity to get to know me. If the shit get rocky and I see a different person down the line, Mm-hmm. I've been in about four relationships in my life. I moved to my fifth one. Mm, okay. I mean, see, for me, I want to know. Go ahead. Right, that's true. Some people aren't going to tell you, but I think with 
for me, I definitely want to know certain things, and the certain things that I want to know, because of course I don't want to know everything. I don't need to know everything, but I think so the key things, things that's you need to know about a person's past that, that would help you determine if they're going to date you. You need one, to know. Okay, this is it. This is the thing. The things that I need to know about your past um, are the things that are still bothering you. Mm. Because mm. that will let me know if I even want to deal with you or even yeah. deal with those situations or help you mend those situations <laughs> or go into the situation to handle those key situations. I need or you those to be a little more specific because it's a lot bothering me. My job is bothering me. What do you want to know about my past that's going to impact our people is what I need. I want to okay, know the okay. about your past. Here we go. Here we go. And I'm sorry to say, but you see, I'm drinking my wine and I'm really feeling it. And you know, when I drink my wine, it allows me to really, really process my thoughts and, and everything. So, 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 Kobe. <laughs> so, Kobe. Um, I, I, this is an example, okay? If you, if you have been, I come into your life. This is not saying this week. I'm just saying as an example. If I come into your life, okay? And the past, and, and in the past, you have not really been without a boyfriend. So what that means? That means that every, you know, once you break up with one, you're with another. Once you break up with that one, you're, you're, you're with another, okay? I need to know, because I am 32, going on 33 in two more months to the exact date. I am trying to be with someone for a lifetime. How long is that going to be, you know, 10, 20, whatever years? You know, I want to be with someone, someone for the long haul. But I don't know if I, am, if I can um, cope or be in a relationship with someone that's been in, in, in the past, went from person to person to person to person, and now I'm number 10. So now <laughs> i got to gauge and really figure out, well, do I know if this person is really in it for the long haul? You know, those are questions that I need to ask myself, and those are questions that I need to ask them. So, yes, I need, in that instance, I need to know where the hell you've been. I need to know why you have had so many failed relationships. And you need to ask well, yourself, first and foremost, why you've had failed relationships. To know someone, when you get into know someone, of course you're going to, those are some things that are just commonly discussed in a relationship that is a relationship that you really are Committed, mm-hmm. you are committing yourself to, and you are in the hopes of it going to develop into something. I've been mm-hmm. in an eight-year relationship, and I've been in a four-year relationship. Mm-hmm. I think every relationship that I went into, I went into with this is the person I want to be with mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. But it don't always end up like that. It could be your fault, mm-hmm. or it could be their fault. But mm-hmm. that don't take the fact that I'm going to get in a relationship with this next person, next person, and. Just move on. I'm not, that means that basically what I'm saying is that a person may have been in numerous relationships. I've known mm-hmm. women been married five and six times, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that don't mean it's any fault of theirs. That just may not have been your soulmate. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. My soulmate, and I'm 38 years old. Um, but I think the overall consensus of this panel is that you know we you, we need to know a little bit about your past. We need to know a little bit about your past. Um, in order to 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 really develop and you know have, have some type of relationship because um, you know for for every action there's a reaction so like you know when you're going through your day to day you know sometimes for me being someone that observes people a lot you know if my boyfriend is doing something you know and I know kind of like what his past was about and this and the other 
I may kind of overlook that because I can understand, okay, well, he acting that way because, you know, well, whatever, whatever, you know, just because I know just a little bit more about. But I would say, before we move on to the letter, so our first letter, what I would say to to people getting to know, you know, kind of go back to that whole going with the flow, that's great, you know, but have those conversations, of course. But, you know, you don't have to let someone, someone know every every inch of your past. Like you say, you know, I think somebody said, you know, you can run them off. You know, so, yeah, you can definitely do that. But I think that it's very important for a person to know where you've come from, where you've been, um, that represents who you are now and, and where you're trying to go in the future. I think those conversations have to have to be, you know, um, talked about. Or, Let or me discussed. ask you one question. Let me ask okay. you one question before you wrap it up. You said, okay. Phil said that your past can run a person off. So, if you, no, 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 not, not your or, past. If, you, if, if I'm telling you every little itchy detail about my past, yeah. it may be something I don't necessarily want you to know. Because yeah, it's not relevant. relevant. I run, run them off. So mm-hmm. if, if you're getting with a person and there's something about their past that you ask them and they lie mm-hmm. to you because mm-hmm. they don't want you to know that, that mm-hmm. their past history, mm-hmm. that lie is worse than me just not knowing. So you say if I'm asking a person and they blatantly lie to me? Like, just say, for instance, this is just an example, not pinpointing anyone. <laughs> okay. I just say, okay, you used to do drag. Okay. Somebody, now you live in your life as a boy. Mm-hmm. And that person asks you, well, have you ever done drag? Mm-hmm. I really don't think you said did drag. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, now, now, uh-huh. I'm saying if I'm asking a person that, I, right. I probably wouldn't date someone that did drag. So if okay. I'm asking a person that, and they tell me, no, I never did drag, and blah, 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 and then mm-hmm. come to find out later on, they got drag pictures. Right. So I don't like them anymore because, not the fact that they didn't tell me they did drag, but because mm-hmm. you, you lied to me. You, I gave you the opportunity to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Now, that's true, but <laughs> my thing is, when it depends on the person, because if you both have been in the public, in the gay public eye at one point, and hmm. then once you start going to Facebook, and you may not go to Facebook into details, but you may just post a picture here and there, and as soon as people see that you're happy, mm-hmm. they're going to go, oh, child, you know, so I used to do drag, oh, you know, so I used to do pad, or you know, she used to stunt, or whatever, mm-hmm. this, whatever that situation may be. And now you're looking at this person like, OMG, are you serious? Or, oh, I don't really know you. Mm-hmm. And then going back to what you said, if you ask them and they lie, then I think that's a different situation because if I ask you right. and you lie, then we have a whole other problem. But if I ask right. you and you say, if you say I don't want to talk about it, it kind of lets me, they kind of answers my question for me, but at the same time, we're not going to go into detail about it because you don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, a person that you're going to be in a committed relationship with all the shit that you need to know about their past will eventually come forth. Whether it's one to two, three to four years, it's going to all come out. So there's no need to dive into a relationship trying to find out about a person's past. Just let's judge them for who they are and what you're going to learn about them in the future. Well, thank you so much, For me, I would rather that person tell me because when that person tells me, that can give me the details versus someone telling me to be messy, they're going to amp it up 10 more times than what it is. So I'd rather that person tell me whatever it is that I want to know. Okay, and with that said, and with that said, we're gonna move. We're we're gonna move higher in the program. We're gonna actually. I'm, I, I, I I pre-recorded 
um, you know, the letter because I didn't really just want to read it, you know, you know. But I, I, I am reading it. So I'm going to play the, the audio of our letter um, number two. The reason why I'm not going to play letter number one is because we already touched on it, and it was in regards to social media. So I'm going to go, go ahead and play letter number two. I want you guys to listen carefully, um, and then we're going to come right back and discuss it. So Hi, Micah. I'm an actor performer at NYC. I have a best friend who we've known each other for over 10 years. We have done national Broadway tours together and shows around the country, as well as cruise ships. We actually call each other sisters and have been through several ups and downs in our relationships, but have always remained sisters. We are both in our mid-30s and very mature fellas. We've never had issues with guys in dating, as we've never really had the same type. About three years ago, my best friend told me that he had started dating a guy while I was on a gig in Spain. I was very happy and elated for him, as he had never really been serious about guys. I had the chance to meet this man once I returned to NYC. He was very charming, very handsome, all that good stuff. But that relationship only lasted a couple months, and they were never intimate. So let's fast forward to 2014. I am in NYC, and my friend is on a gig performing in a regional theater house across the United States. His old flame reached out to me about three months ago via Facebook and just said he wanted to catch up as we became somewhat friends from his previous relationship with my bestie. One thing led to another, and we've been dating for the past three months and have been very intimate. I have found myself falling for this man more and more each day. We've discussed the issue of me telling my best friend on numerous occasions, but I've never had the nerve to tell my bestie about us. In the past week or so, we haven't really been seeing much of each of each other, and I think it's because we don't want to have to be face-to-face with telling my bestie, his ex, the situation. But I'm really thinking that I'm falling for him, and this could actually be long-term. Now, Micah, should I step away and leave the relationship alone or move forward with it and tell my bestie and risk losing him? Hope that wasn't too long. Signed, Sleepless in NYC. Okay, so you guys heard the story. You heard the letter, right? Oh, I'm first. Okay, so so I, 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 as I said in our briefing, I'm going to share my tidbit, and I'm going to let Kobe and whoever else say whatever. Um, I would say because you know how like Steve Harvey, he he has you know Strawberry, she'll say her piece, and then Steve Harvey would be I guess Kobe or whoever else <laughs> want to come behind. Um, but I but I've personally been there. Um, 14 years ago. Um, so this was this was actually really to the date, um, to the time, like October of, of 20, no, October of 2000. Um, I dated, this is something that I've never told many people, but I'm telling the world now, but I'm cool with it. Um, I dated and I slept with my good friend's ex. Now, in my 18-year-old mind, the friend wasn't doing what he should have been doing as a boyfriend. So after they broke up, the boy confided in me. One thing led to another, and then we were basically boyfriends. He was in you. Hold on, unofficially, but but we were boyfriends, okay? And he was the very first guy I ever had relations with. So he was the one who basically popped the cherry, so to speak, okay? Now, I felt guilty for allowing it to happen. My feelings were all the way involved, but I honestly, you know, way down deep, I felt like he was the man of my dreams, right? He was so perfect to me, and we were very compatible. I mean, I, I was 18. He was like maybe 24, 25. Um, but the way I obtained this man wasn't right. And 
I remember, you know, November, the week of like Thanksgiving, back in like two, November 2000, back, you know, uh, around Thanksgiving, I ended it. And I ended it because I chose to have a better relationship with my friend and continue to be friends with someone I've known well over 20-plus years versus laying in a bed or lying with someone that I really don't, for the most part, know. I've only known them a few months. So my advice would be to the sleepless, the, the sleepless in New York, <laughs> while you may have feelings for this person, it may be best for you, if your friendship is important to you, to allow this thing that you have with this dude to just falter. Because honestly, how many times in our life have we been really stealing and digging a person? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, while you're going through, while, while you're really liking this dude and you haven't talked for three months, this is your best friend, 10 years, I think that, I, I don't know your relationship with him, but if that's your best friend and you guys have been friends for 10 years, I think that relationship is worth salvaging more so than trying to kick it off with somebody that you may not even be with for a lifetime. You know, that's a chance that you're taking. So how, how are we going to salvage that relationship? No, 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 no. You're not asking me questions. Um, You're not going to ask. That was my advice. So what I want you to do, Kobe, is I want you to render. That's my advice to them. I've been in a situation. If you've been in a situation or you have some advice for them, go ahead and shed shed light. Mm. Well, (laughs) about the situation, I've been in the same exact situation. Um, It wasn't my best friend, though, but it was a good friend of mine. Um, and I don't want to share my full story, but I've been in the situation. And I think that now that they have made that intimate connection, um, mm-hmm. he's hurt his best friend already by even going that far. Entertaining the idea. It's, mm-hmm. So it's going to be hard to mend that relationship because that best friend, that best, his best friend has now lost all trust in the friendship that they could have had. So if he feels like it's true love that he's speaking with this gentleman, mm-hmm. um, he's already at a point where he feels he, where he's disconnected with his best friend because he has this connection with this man. So he, whatever he decides to do, he's going to do regardless of the advice he gets from a friend or this panel or anyone because I've been in that situation where I had already fallen for my friend's Ex-boyfriend. So, do do you think that he should? Do you think advice, he should wait? My advice, my advice to him would be to, if he have had the discussion with this man, and this man does not support him telling his best friend initially, leave the situation because it's going to be a bad situation. But if the man does support you telling. That means he truly may love you as much as you love him, and you should all try to pursue that because love doesn't see friendship and the things that's around you, even though it should. But love doesn't do that. Now, if he's lusting after this man, it's something totally different. But if he feels like that's his soulmate, I would say from where I have been, because I still love my ex that I would say pursue it. So, 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 Tim, well, I, I want to, because Tim was quiet, I want to, before Tim say something, Tim, did you have any words? I'll tell you, I'm recognizing my Okay. I've been in a situation myself with a, um, a girlfriend. Um, um, 
I would just say be honest because mm-hmm. you never know. With me and my situation, I, it was kind of different. I didn't know that she dated the guy before. Mm-hmm. But once I found out, I hid it. I was like, oh, gosh, I'm not going to tell it. And the whole time she was like, oh, why you didn't tell me? It's okay. Y'all are good together or what have you. So I think if you just be open and honest, it could be a good thing out of it. You never know. Your friend might be okay with it. I don't think you should hide it and, and lie about it. So that comes out very sneaky. And mm-hmm. you've already mm-hmm. lost trust. You already have lost trust with your friend if you, you know, don't. You're already sleeping with the guy or whatever. And right. You, you know, the situation is already going to be, you know, <laughs> seemingly very messy. So mm-hmm. just be upfront with your friend, um, New York or whoever you are, person in New York. Be upfront with your friend now. Go ahead now because you've already done the deed, and you never know what coming at it. If your friendship is worth it, I'll say mm-hmm. that. There's two years. If your friendship is definitely on the foundation of having, definitely speak with your friend. I will say that because at the end of the day, you never know. Oh, it could be a good situation, and it could be uh, your best man in your wedding. You never know. So mm-hmm. just keep the lines right. Don't be sneaky and messy. That's, that's late. Yeah. That's, that's, more, that's, 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 more, that's more damaging I, when, when, when you're the kind of be sneaking. For me, you know, one of my good girlfriends, she had to kind of, I mean, she was she was a, a, a real girl. You know, she was like, now you know that's just wrong. And I remember it, 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 it's something that she said to me um, that still resonates now, and I live by that from that time of her telling me, is that, you know, everything done, and I had never heard of it. You know, now we hear about it a lot, but the, the, the statement was, whatever's done in the dark will come out to light. You know, and so when she said that, I was like, and I'm seeing her laying in the bed with the boy, you know, man, she, when she said that. So then, now let's not even talk about the fact that I had already been caught. See, this is a little bit different because they haven't been caught yet. Oh, I was caught, you know, not caught in the action per se, but I was caught because it's like, okay, why is your boyfriend coming out, coming out, or my, why is my ex-boyfriend coming out your, your, um, your dorm room? Okay, that was number one. Number two is now my friend did know, and we're very good friends since day. My friend did know because we did come to him and say, hey, you know, we cool, you know, we want to make, even though you guys are broken up, you know, we have some type of friendship or whatever, you know, it's okay for us to, you know, talk and, you know, have casual conversation. Oh, yeah, sure, da 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 Now, I never knew that it was going to go from casual conversation to us being in, quote, unquote, maybe an unofficial relationship, you know, but I was caught. And then when they finally came to me and said, okay, you know, I can tell that you done had sex. And they knew I was a virgin, you know. So they was like, well, a virgin with guys. So they was like, so uh, I was like, how can you tell? You know, they're like, no, 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 I didn't know, whatever. So they forced me to tell them, you know, basically. And I told them, <laughs> and, you know, and then at that point it was like, oh, okay. And, the, you know, it, of course the relationship got better, but, you know, again, don't be sneaking. You know, I'm 18 years old. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm going to blame it on being 18, you know, and being at that point really trying to really get to know boys and stuff like that. So don't definitely don't be sneaking because your ass going to get caught. Go ahead and put it out there. Chen, did you want to say anything? No, I'll go ahead and pass on this one. Y'all, y'all, y'all did good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Um. Um, what what about and we talked about this before and I'm going to my third because my third letter is my third letter that's all I'm going to say so let so staying on just I guess that maybe what about and we talked about it in a, a former show 
what about when you are dating somebody? And when you're dating, I know for me, I'm, like, really quiet about it. Kobe's not going to know about it. You know, Cameron's not going to know about my best friends. You know, Tim maybe every now and then, you know. But, I, but certain people, I'm just really quiet about it. So I'm quiet about it. I'm not telling nobody to stand the other. All while, I'm getting to know this person. It's not just a couple of weeks. It's a month, you know, into this. Then I eventually reveal, oh, well, you know, I've been talking to Charles, you know, as quote, unquote. I'm talking to Charles. And then I'm going to say, mm, I'll say Cameron. This is my best friend. Cameron comes and says, well, you know, me and Charles used to have, child, you know, back in the day, <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago, or what the case may be, and child, we had maybe about six months ago. You know what I'm saying? What If you're in that situation where you're dating somebody, and, and sometimes, again, all of us are not just all out and telling everybody, every person that we're getting to know. So you're getting to know somebody, you're not really telling nobody, then you finally decide to tell your close friends or whatever, let them know what the, the T is or whatever. And they say, well, bitch, I had him before, or we had, or we did this and the other. How do you handle that? Do you continue to go forward with dating this person and getting to know them? Or because your friend has had them, may have had them multiple times, you said, you know what, I'm going to back back 50 feet. So 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 what do you do? What what do you guys what do you guys do or have you been in that situation and what did you do? I think I think that you keep on going and pursuing because okay. one thing I used to be the type to learn, I used to be the type to say, Oh, if this person had this person, oh I'm not doing it. But I've come to realize real quick that this gay community is very small. So if uh-huh. you worry about who had everybody in the past, you'll never be with anybody. So what you need to work on is to make sure that person will never have that person again. If that's the person you want to be with, okay. Well, thank you. So what what we're gonna do? Hey, Kobe, you still laughing? What we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and move to letter three. So I'm gonna put you guys on mute and I'm gonna play letter um three. It's about almost four minutes. That's how I told them. Okay, I said please write enough detail, but not a novel. Okay, this person wrote a novel. This person wrote a novel, but it's a good one. So we're gonna talk about it in just a second. So let me put them, put you guys on mute, and then we're gonna go to the um, to the letter. Let me take a shot. (laughs) You so crazy? Hold on. Okay, dear Micah, a while ago I was in a relationship that wasn't very good for me. Against my better judgment, I started to date this person who wasn't my type and someone who I don't consider to be on my level, financially, mentally, or even intellectually. Nonetheless, the person presented themselves to be good. They talked to the game, proved that they were sincere, and even did some major things to prove to me that they were serious about doing whatever was necessary to be with me. I allowed this person to move in with me after a very short period. This is because when I'm serious, I am very serious. If two people are focused on the same things, I say go for it. This proved to be one of the worst mistakes of my life. I ignored many of the warning signs and decided to basically give a Negro a chance and to step outside my norm to give the regular guy a shot. So I cooked, cleaned, worked, and did what I need to do in my household. He even stated that he had never had anyone treat him this way and really be faithful and the hubby slash wifey type of guy. However, the role soon changed. I found out he was cheating on me with various family and friends, quote-unquote, found him sexting random folks. Then he started to just treat me horribly. He put his hands on me. He outed me to my nieces and nephews and was emotionally abusive. 
he would do things like wake me up at 2 a.m. in the morning to go get him some water and would be mad because I was irritated. I finally broke up with him after a while, and when I found out that he had been sleeping in his car, I allowed him to come live with me for free. That's right, for free. I told him I wanted to focus on getting him a, I wanted him to focus on getting him a place and being stable, and this was because my heart wouldn't allow him to be in that type of position. So he stayed with me for about a month and a half. No rent, no bills, no groceries to buy or anything. No real home responsibilities. During that time, he would be very nice, trying to win me back, cooking every now and again, inviting me on dates, all to which I declined. One day he broke down crying and I told him that he had done some very hurtful things that I could not allow him in my emotional space again because he is a type to put on a mask just to get you back warm and fuzzy then eventually start back with his devilish acts. So he eventually moved out, got his place, got a better job, um, because, you know, I actually helped him with the decision on getting that job and started being stable. So I decided to test him. Yeah, I know I was wrong for it. I started to test him. I asked him for $20 to pay a bill. He then informed me that he was not going to spend his hard-earned money on me. I was stunned. I told him, what about what I've been doing for the last month and a half for you? He then said, I didn't do anything for him. I didn't help him do anything and even went on to say it was my fault he acted the way he did in our relationship. It was my fault he cheated, emotionally abused me, and so on and so forth. And even went on to say that I have low self-esteem. So I was like, wow, okay. So needless to say, I quickly realized who the, pers who the real person was that I was dealing with. However, it took me about a year to get over, get over him after the breakup. I was truly hurt. He bashed me, even my friends on Facebook, constantly. He took it upon himself to apologize to almost everyone who he had done wrong in his past. And to this day, he has apologized and corrected his wrongdoings with everyone but me. So my question is why? I'm the one who was there, who he did wrong, who helped him, who he truly owes an apology to. Why can't he truly correct his wrong with me? And now because I don't speak with him or speak to him, I was told that he thinks I'm the one that's acting funny, or I'm the one that's acting funny. Why is it that a man can have what he calls the perfect mate and manage somehow to mess it all up? Okay. Okay, did y'all guys hear that? Ooh. Okay, so that was a lot, so I'm going to start it off, you know, to kind of ease the, the, the room. <laughs> so my so my take to, to this person, to the anonymous, anonymous person, um, it all starts with you. You know, just as though that you have boundaries set for your friends, your associates, and foes alike, you have to set boundaries for yourself prior to getting into a committed relationship. You have to stand firm in your beliefs without being self-centered or coming off too strong and not willing to listen or compromise. I believe that people who, who have these devilish ways, I believe they show you who they are in sections or moderation. The first time that you ever notice the mean streak or the devilish act, as you say, you take it head on. Also, sometimes it takes a person to step outside of themselves to see the bigger picture or to even dig deep at the root cause of your issue, not his. I firmly believe it's not my job as a lover to figure out why you do, why you do the things you do all the time. I believe that we all should be doing a better job at analyzing ourselves first and tackling those troubling issues that we, that we may not like to sometimes confront. Because I believe that with doing that, it prepares us better relationship-wise when, of course, that comes. 
Lastly, I believe that with you allowing so many things to happen continuously, you totally lost yourself in the relationship. You were so hell-bent on being loved that you forgot to love yourself first, which eventually led to you taking the abuse over and over again and accepting his half-assed apologies. Never allow a person to say that, never allow a person that says that they love you turn around and take advantage of you. So that's my take on it. That's my strawberry, you know, my strawberry response. So now I'm going to give it to my team. Of all that that you've heard in this letter, what do you guys think? How would you handle it? And I want to tackle. I want, I'm going to pinpoint Tim first, and then I'm going to see what Trey Fon has to say about it. Well, my answer to that is very simple. I feel that that person that did everything for that person, they did all that they could do. At this point, it's time for them to move on. Whether that person comes along later on in life and figure out, okay, well, this is the person that got me in their shoes, eventually it will catch up to them and they will find out. But as in the person, you have to wash your hands and you have to keep moving on because at the end of the day, at the end of the day you did all that you could for that person. And we do stuff as these guys, for these damn guys out of the kindness of our hearts and we do all this type of shit and we just give everything and we get nothing in return. So with that being said, when you do that, you just have to take that as a loss and chalk that shit up and just move on. It, it's Very tough. And, and mm-hmm. it's tough to deal with that this with that person that like, but I bet you in the end, at the end, before it's too late, that person's going to realize that you're the one who got them in that situation. They all come back on and and when they come back, you don't be there to open that door for them. Okay, so so Tim, when you say like release yourself, you know, move on, whatever case may be, you know, how, what, what what would you say to that person to 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 um, I guess tell them like how, how how should they get over it? If they say, you know, okay, you know, you telling me I'm fat me. and I eat too much food, but you know, how do I stop? You know, like so, how do they get over get over that? This is this is what I do when I have a negative situation in my life. I, I, I focus on getting more successful than ever. I don't try to get back at the person or I don't try to, you know, go out and bash them. I say, what can I do to make me a better person? So I go out and I work more and I work harder and I reach out and I give more to other people. And that way it's going to come back to you in the long run. You're going to get your blessings in the end just like you're going to get your blessings from what you gave them. Get more successful because at the end of the day, when they see you and all your things, they're going to say, damn. I could have been a part of that, but I fucked all that up. And it's going to happen because they're going to come back and they're going to see. So when I'm, when somebody takes advantage of you and, and, and you give and give nothing in, and get nothing in return, you just get successful, and that's all you can do, and that's all I do. Okay. Try song. Woo. Okay. My goodness. Okay. I definitely want to say that this is a tough situation. It's tough because you've put yourself in this situation by allowing it to keep going on, keep going on after you saw the red flags. But I do understand that you stayed there because it was love. It was love that kept you there. And, I mean, it had to be love that kept you there while this person did you what they did. Now, what I say to that is now – is the time where you have to just pray. And what you're praying for is you're praying for strength, wisdom, and understanding because all of these things will start to have you second-guess who you are, start to question 
who you are as a person and who you are as a lover and those type of things will end up hurting you when moving on to the next person. Now, speaking of moving on to the next person, I want to say to this person, do not give up on love because after going through that and those issues, a person would give up. But my thing is that you truly feel that love is out there for you and that there is someone out there for you, I definitely say don't give up on it because of these things that have that could possibly change the way that you think in a relationship, the way that you act in a relationship, and you're going to end up being having that baggage and being with the insecurities when moving on to someone who could really be your soulmate. So don't give up on love and just pray about it. Tracon, how does a person in this particular type of situation, even though you say pray and I get it, you know, that that's that's where I'll be doing, but like how how do what what steps should they take, you know, in your unprofessional opinion, because you know, we're not therapists on here, but you know, I so I say unprofessional opinion, like in your opinion, what does a person have to do to make sure that they don't fall for the same type of guy? So you know, some people just, just that's that's that, that, that's the attraction, so what did you say? Right. Ooh. Um, my thing is just pay more attention and be more cautious. And that doesn't say to not allow someone in, but you know, still allow some that potential person in, but just pay more attention to the little things and that attention to detail is what's mm-hmm. going to help you decipher what type of person this is or if there's a game or if there's a motive. So you have to pay attention, and that's my thing. I say that's that's the only thing that you can do. You have to pay more attention and be more cautious. Most definitely, and and I would say to tag on to that, Tristan, as far as when you say um, pay more attention, I would say like you know um, people can only be a facade or a fake individual for so long. You know, you can only be so. You can only be whoever on the phone talking to but for so long because eventually the real you comes out. So like you say, pay uh-huh. attention. Like and, and I, I think I said it in my little my take on the situation was the person begins to start showing you who they are in sections or moderation. And it's for you uh-huh. to not be a dummy and say, Okay, this nigga just you know, this, he came out of nowhere and he just screaming at me and you know what I'm saying, he making me feel down and then the next minute it's he's something else and it's you know, for a couple of weeks it's cool, and then he's back doing the same thing. Like, no, let's tackle that shit head on. What made you, you know, this is what I'm not going to tolerate. You know what I'm saying? I understand the argument, but as adults, go ahead, Kobe. Hold on. Tia, you there? I'm here. I'm listening. (laughs) Okay, Tia. I'm going to need your help on this, okay? Okay. So they done lost track of the letter. They done lost track of the letter. The letter said that he lowered his standards. To date this guy, he knew he didn't have no job, no place to stay. He, uh-huh. he knew he didn't have any, he knew he didn't have anything. So he lowered his standards to date this guy. That's what I'm getting from this. No, 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 no. The guy lost the guy in this letter. The guy lost his job throughout the course of the relationship, and he brought him back in oh, after the relationship to help him. Because it didn't sound like he had a job from the beginning. Uh-huh. No, I, 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 <laughs> Taking notes while the letter was going the on. The financially, the mentally, and phone. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The person on that phone said he dated this guy because he wasn't because he, he wasn't his normal type. Did I miss right. that? Because I wrote it down. No, you know, you know, he said that. He said that. I'm okay. saying I started to date this person who wasn't my type okay. and someone who I didn't consider to be on my level financially, mentally, or intellectually. Oh, 
All that right there. All that right there. All that was the red flag for you not to date this person. So red flag, red flag. They are red flags. They are red flags. So for him to attract that type of person and for him mm-hmm. to allow that type of person to treat him that way, mm-hmm. something in that letter is missing. I feel like the people before this person did the same thing. It's just a pattern that he's trying to break now. Now we give which an honor. Which, 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 which we would go back to question one. We need this person that wrote that letter to give us all the details of the story. <laughs> because he didn't that person. He uh-huh. out moving in and he cooked, cleaned while this person stayed at home. And he came home from a long day work, and this motherfucker still sitting on the couch, and you still cook and clean. Mm-hmm. Had to pour water. This is a so he has allowed someone to do that in the past. This I don't know. Like <laughs> you said this person sounds like a what? Give an unadulterated advice. Yes, we give unadulterated. Go ahead with it. Okay, the person that wrote the letter to me sounds like a paymaster that has been identified by this young man that mm. wanted to. To mm. stay in that house. Now I mm. could be wrong. Mm. I could be, but from what I listened to in that letter, for you to allow someone to tell you you lack self-esteem and mm. you mm. deal with them, that means you do lack self-esteem. Most definitely, right. I agree with you. I agree with you. If I lack self-esteem, okay, you leave. This my shit. First of all, you wouldn't <laughs> been moving in on short term. No, right. Not without a not now. If you had a job, you could have moved in on same day notice, but short term notice without a job ain't happening. Mm-hmm. So, well, 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 well. When when they went went for that person that wrote the letter to me, you said what now? I think the person that wrote the letter has some issues that they need to deal with. People oh yes, definitely. Well, talking with him a little bit later, you need mm-hmm. to pay a bill. Because because like I said in, in my in my take on it. It was, you know, I said that, you know, sometimes it takes a person to step outside of themselves to see the bigger picture or even to dig deep at the root cause of your issue, which is your issue, not his. So you have an issue in the beginning because you allow too much to happen. Fuck love. You know what I'm saying? Love comes over time. But love is not going to allow you to be an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Uh It's just not. You know, not when you not when you become of a certain age. It's just it's it's certain shit because my thing is if you can be on jack and grinder and whatever and you already know, okay, I ain't I don't want him, I don't want da 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 then you already know what type of guy that you don't want in your life and that you do want in your life. So like you like you said, there's something missing because it's like, okay, what, did he just whisper sweet nothings in your ear? And that's what really made you because sweet nothings ain't gonna do nothing. You gotta have some type of substance substance to your life. For you to be able to be equally yoked with me, I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm of a certain age. I can't be sitting here with no, no, you know, youngin' that ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? That 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 doesn't know anything about a relationship or, or what it takes to, to make it happen. And then, you know, I guess maybe Kobe, he got to get like, you know, older. That person has to get older, you know, to, to realize that, or maybe it's going to take this situation to say, you know what, the next person to come, I'm just not going to take no shit. <laughs> That could be true, but I I really feel like no one should ever say, "Oh, I'm gonna lower my standards so I can date." No, you definitely should not. Mm-mm. Right. No, absolutely. You, not. you can it's, always it's, say, "I'm gonna date up 
I'm gonna try, I, you know, if, if if it's not working, I need to look for better. You should never, mm-hmm. if it's not working, oh, I'm gonna go look for uh, the worst of the bunch of people and I make them what I want. You never do that. I mean, so my advice to you would be to never try to lower your standards to date an individual that's not on your level because you worked hard to get where you are. So I don't want you to feel like um, the things that I said was to impact you negatively. So mm-hmm. to answer your letter and give you some advice, I would say never date below the standard or the level that you are because you are somebody and you should always date someone on your level or above your level. And that also includes the circle of friends that you keep. Um, mm-hmm. They should always mm-hmm. be someone that you can um, gratify from, um, that you can uh, learn from. You should never be the strongest person in your group. Um, inevitably, one day you do want to be that, but right now you should always be look, trying to grow from the people that you network with. So keep in mind the relationships that you build in your friends also relate back to your love life. And, 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 you know, sometimes I think, you know, a lot of the times, you know, I've been in a situation where I, you know, I, I had a, a, another best friend. Um, we're no longer, we're, we're cat, you know, we're cool, you know, but um, we're not friends, you know, to that extent any longer. But, you know, I, I, what happened in that, it's like back in 2005, but what happened with that was that, you know, he kind of met the person who he started dating, you know, through me. So if it wasn't for me and he was with me during that time, he would never met this. He probably wouldn't met this guy, I would say probably. You never know with you know with living in Atlanta, but so he met this guy, and I mean, I'm telling you, my best friend at the time would be at my house every weekend. Like, I mean, wherever you saw him, you saw me. Wherever you saw me, you saw him. It was that type of thing. So then, person magically appears, and then they magically disappear out of my life. So they're always, you know, this and the other. And my whole thing was, as a friend, as being my, you know, that being my best friend at the time, it's like, okay. I'm not trying to let you, I'm, I don't want you to think I'm jealous of what you got going on. But on the outside looking in, I think you might want to slow that down because what you're starting to do is neglect the friendships, the friendships that you have. And I'm sure there's people on this line and you guys have been in situations where either your friends have told you, look, you know, you, 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 you're doing a little too much. We don't hear from you. We don't, you know, this and other. It's like this boy has taken over your mind, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, and, and, but, I, but I said that, that to say as far as when it comes down to friends and me reaching out to my best friend, you know, this caller and anybody that has gone go through these issues, if you have really true friends and like Kobe say, and best friends and stuff like that, I'm sure at one point or another, you know, I just want people not to think that when your friends reach out to you and they telling you, hey, you know, something ain't looking right over here or, some, you know, something kind of fishy or whatever, don't always think that that person is trying to take you from your man or whatever the case may be. Sometimes your friends sometimes your friend could be telling you some truth. But we are so caught up in our relationship that we that we don't want to tend to our friends or don't want to listen to them because we all make it think that they're jealous of us and stuff like that. So I would say to like people out there listening, like you just always want to keep your friends near or whatever because when you're in a situation like this, as this particular car, um, this uh, listener was, you know, if you're, I'm sure if you have some friends or whatever that they, you know, probably would reach out to you and say, hey, something ain't looking right, and listen to them. You know what I'm saying? Not be so caught up in being loved because honestly. If the nigga beating on you or he's abusive or he ain't going right, it's you know, it's something that you're not paying attention to. 
Um, so we'll leave it at that. Um, any anybody that has before we move on, anybody has um, any questions or comments, or they have a situation that's listening right now. Go ahead and press one for me, and I'll let you, I'll allow you to chime in. So I'll give you about ten seconds to oh, press. Yeah, here we go. If you have anything, because um, I, I mean there was cause like when you guys were off, when you guys went offline, you didn't hear me, but I told everyone to press one that was listening because I was like, if you can still hear me, press one. So I do have like these little messages and icons letting you know that people are listening. But um, but if you do have a question or a comment um, or a situation and you want some unadulterated truth, go ahead and press the one and we'll be more than happy to go ahead and, um, and get that. And it don't even have to be you. It can be one of your friends or something like that. But I, I want to ask you, um, after all the wrong that a person has done to you, and you, we've been in relationships, I'm, I'm sure out of five of us on this line, three of us have been in the situation, um, but I'm going to say I haven't. I didn't actually do it. But um, after all the wrong, like, you know, what's the determining factor or what's the deciding factor to allow that person back into your life to the point of being in a relationship, giving them a second chance? So after all the wrongs they've done and, and all that in a relationship, what is the deciding factor or what aha moment do you have that says, okay, I'm going to give it another, another go? And, and, okay, I'll go ahead and get my point out of the way on this one. I really don't think it's an aha moment that you have to say I'm going to let this person have a second chance um, because when you're in a relationship with someone that you truly are unconditionally love, um, a second chance is almost like um, just a, not just not even a thought. It's just something that if this person wants a second chance, I love him so much unconditionally that I'm going to give him a second chance. So, Basically, what I'm saying is I don't really think there's a there's something that that person has to do to wire you back because if, I think most of the time if you truly love someone because most relationships when break up happen happen it's mm-hmm. one sided um, mm-hmm. most of the time it's not an agreement where we're saying we're walking away from this relationship it's one person making a decision to walk away from the relationship so it leaves the other person a little more hurt than the person that decided to walk away. So the person that's in that mm. vulnerable stage that's still in love, that got broke, that heart got broke because their partner walked away, they're still at a stage in their life where they love this person. This person left, um, and they don't really understand why they left. They don't really understand the fault of the relationship ending. So they're still gathering all that, and until they get that closure and really truly understand why that relationship ended, and the impact that they made on the ending of that relationship, it's always a second chance for that person that did the breaking up to walk back into your life and say, I want to be with you again because um, whatever. They can say any damn thing because you're the person they got broke up with, so you're still in love and a little bit vulnerable at that time. Now, if time has passed on, the circumstances may have changed, but initially, you always grant the person that broke up with you most of the time because you're hurt and you don't understand the fact of why you were broken up with and you're still in love a second chance. And that's just my opinion. Do you believe in breaks? Do I believe in breaks? I, I, I can't say that I believe in breaks, but I have been mm-hmm. in relationships where I have taken um, a long-term break from a person that I was dating that I was truly in love with. And I allow probably nine months to pass, and I didn't even date 
um, when those nine months passed. I'm not going to say that I didn't do other things, but I didn't get into a relationship in those nine months. And when me and this person had the opportunity to reunite, I didn't take that opportunity because I was still in love with that person. So um, I can't say that I believe in them, but I, I, I don't oppose them. Okay, Tia, was that you? Was that you that said uh uh-uh? uh? No, I don't believe in breaks because anything can happen in the break. You can get with someone else. I can get with someone else. Pregnancies, uh, marriages, anything can happen in the break. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna work this out. We're gonna sit down and work this out now, or we just not gonna be together. We're not doing a break. Right, I agree. I agree. Because you, you go on a week break, two week break, three break, anything can come out of that. You know what That's I'm right. I've known people. I've known people uh, that have went on breakfast with their boyfriend or girlfriends and honey, pregnancies have occurred and engagements or whatever. So, no, we're not going to do a break. We're going to be a and, and, we're going to talk about the issues. And I believe that I, I, I totally, totally, totally agree with you, um, Tia, that I, I don't do breaks and I don't do going back. Um, only because as far as going back, you know, and, uh, of course, I toggle with that, you know what I'm saying, even my, in my last relationship, going back or whatever. But because I stand true in giving it when my my 110% of it, you know, trying to make it work through whatever issues that we may have, if I feel as though that I've given my 100% or 110% and I've exhausted myself and the person has not done so, but then, okay, we're broken up now, and then they try to come back into my life, I'm not so quick to really want to be, you know, to really want to go back to that. And then to add to it, we have a break at this point. Sometimes people become emotionally detached. No matter, you know, they may have found themselves, they may have whatever the case may be, not even necessarily sleeping around with nobody. They just may have gotten to a point where, you know what, I've reached my limit. There's just certain things that I'm going to accept. There's certain things that I'm not going to accept. And then it's also a thing of knowing Kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, knowing the past and knowing the type of person that you're dealing with and knowing that sometimes things are not going to um, eradicate or some things are just not going to be hunky-dory in a month, especially when it's certain issues that they have to figure out. And they have because at the end of the day, you want them, no matter whatever has happened, you want your love for them, you want them to be a better person to the next individual. You know what I'm saying? It may not be you, maybe somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes when you do take those breaks, you become somebody's phone backing up. When 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 you when you take those breaks, you become emotionally detached from a person. So yeah, I don't believe in the breaks. I believe in giving it your 110 percent or whatever, and it being a collaborative effort in the event that you guys are taking breaks. Kind of going back to what Kobe said as far as you know breaking up. You know sometimes it's one person more than the other. No, we're gonna we're gonna come together and say we're breaking up or we're not, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's for us to have those conversations and those in-depth conversations in order to come to that particular uh, agreement. So um, so that's that. So, I, so I'll no one has ever walked in and just broke up with you? No, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. No. no. I, I'm a real re- case. <laughs> I mean, I, first of all, Kobe, I have not had many relationships. Um, but it also, boy, it also comes down to the type of person that you are. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a person. You know, I'm just saying for me, living in my truth, being in a relationship, 2002, you know, for like a year or so, 2000, 2002, something like that, and then not being in a relationship again for seven years. You know, and then after the seven years, you know, being in that little relationship taking four years, and then I'm in another one. So my my things are, are pretty much spaced out. During that time, I'm able to really, you know, 
get to know who I am. But I will say that um, the first relationship that I was, real relationship that I was in, you know, I walked away from that. Um, I walked away from the second. Um, and um, the third, kind of like we we mutually um, walked away from it or whatever. But when I say when I say walked away, I don't mean like oh bitch deuces. You know, it's a conversation that that we had and things are you know things happen to where we just gotta we have to move forward. You know what I'm saying? And whatever I say, every time you break up with somebody, y'all sit down and have a conversation. We move it. We breaking up. Well, Kobe, again, that's me. No, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm asking. This is good. Yeah. Like, you know, you have that conversation, like, at this point, in, in where we're at in this particular relationship, it's just not it's not going the way that, you know, I would want it to go, where, you know, we're having too many issues, we're, we're not really getting above, you know, what we're not really going where we should go, you know. So, you know, what are your feelings oh, behind it? Okay, you feel Michael. the same way. Go ahead. Okay, Michael, let's see for the rest of the panel. Oh, is that the way y'all break up happen, too? You said what? Yeah, we're going to ask the rest of the panel, is that the way you, the rest of you all's breakups happen too? Do y'all sit down and discuss the breakup, or do you just say, hey, this is the end of this shit? Because I, I don't, breakups usually are harsh, so I'm trying to figure out, am I the only one experiencing harsh breakups, or do I need to pull my people to the side and say, hey, we're going to break up today? I've never had, and this is true, so I've never had a relationship where with the breakup we've had a sit down to say, okay, we're going to break up. No, Why are you laughing, Kobe? Why are you laughing? <laughs> go, go ahead, Tracy. I mean, I, I have, I mean I'm not going to say that there have been bad breakups, but I mean, there's been a breakup before where I've actually wa- watched my lover pack his things and leave, and I, and I can honestly say that it was the male. I mean, it was my ego, my ego that didn't say, "Bay, wait, bay, bay, don't go, bay, stop." And I sat there and watched him pack all his things. His best friend came and helped him leave. And I think for real, if I had to sit at that moment to like say something, because mm-hmm. he wanted me to say something, of course, but I didn't, and he left. So that's how that's one it. of my relationships have ended. Well, I'm going to tell you, you did right. You, you didn't suppose to say anything. If that motherfucker can stand in front of you and pack his clothes and leave, you let him leave. Because he should have said something too. It, it, it worked both ways. If he if he brought his ass there and packed his shit and left y'all house, that means he wanted to leave. So you didn't. You right. Have his shit. He should have been the one saying something. Okay, so call me with that said. <laughs> with that said, like, do you not think about the, the, the aftermath, or I would say aftermath, but what ends up happening for you as an individual? Like, this motherfucker has left, okay? Let me tell you how I'm going to, how I am, and this is even with dates. Your okay. ass done left me. Hold on. Your ass done left me. I don't know why, this and the other. You know what I'm saying? I am, I am feeling conflicted in my inner being. <laughs> Still conflicted and don't know what the hell happened, what went wrong, or and, and, and what ends up happening is you don't have closure. And okay, have closure in order to I don't the ones who don't get closure are the ones who have fucked up relationships when they go to the next one. You got to have some type of closure, okay. to whatever whatever happened in that relationship to move on to the next. So yeah, Trace, I may have allowed him to walk out and this and the other, but eventually. You need to know why that motherfucker walked out for your for for your. Well, I'm sure. 
I'm sure Trey Song had a reason, an idea of why he walked out. Trey Song, we're going to ask the question. Did you know? (laughs) We're not going to assume over here. Wait, what's the wait? What's the question now? So, so when he walked, so so yeah, when he I, walked out, when yeah, he walked I, out on you, hold on, Kobe. When he walked out on you, did you, uh, did you know the reason why? Did you end up getting some type of closure to it? Like, what was the end result of that? He just walked out and you moved on to the next eventually, or uh, like, how did it go? Okay, now with that situation, um, he was living with me. So when he left, he made the statements of he didn't feel as if place was our place. That was one of the issues, but I don't understand how that could be when, you know, his family came over as they pleased, his friends came over as they pleased, but that was one of his issues. And so that was so that was one of the issues that I didn't make him feel like it was our place. Okay, so he but didn't, he didn't, he didn't that, take off his shit and leave. He told you something. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 no. When he okay. left, he left, but we later talked, and okay, that was okay. one of his Okay. That was one of his reasons. <laughs> yeah, you gotta let you gotta you gotta let me know. You gotta be free and clear with me now. Wait a minute. So <laughs> and you tell me this man walked in your your house and started packing his bag, and you didn't ask him why. Okay, I was coming back. I was coming from um a photo. I was coming from I was coming from, I was coming from a photo shoot. I was uh, writing um Unitive American newcomer. So mm-hmm. he had already told me. Um, he called and he said, um, man, I'm just going to go. And I said, huh, my job, make the photo shoot now. He said, man, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to get myself and I'm about to go. So at that point, I cut the shoot short and I rushed home. Now, as I rushed home, because I'm thinking he planned, so as I run up the steps, as soon as I get up the steps, hopes are starting to line the hallway as soon as I hit the steps. And I just look like, are you serious? I didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. I just stood there. One, I stood there to make sure that he did, he wasn't taking any of my pageant clothes. Two, I was making sure that he was taking all of his clothes. And then I was still standing there in shock as his best friend came because when the best friend came, that was the top on the cake. When the best friend came, I was like, oh, my God. Wait you were really about I'm to leave. You, so you telling me you had no idea. Like, y'all wasn't having no problem that this nigga just packed his shit and left. <laughs> Because that just don't add up to me. I mean, right, right, right. I mean, I'm saying there was little stats here and there, but it was nothing that I ever thought or nothing that if I was living with him, I would have ever left over. No. Mm-hmm. Did, you ever say, did you ever say why he was living with you, this is my house? No, I never said that to him. I never said that to him. When he moved out of his apartment and moved into mine, you know, I welcomed my home to him. You can put up all all the pictures and things and accessories that you're bringing from your house. You can put them wherever because there's space for you to put pictures up. There's things for your clothes. I mean, there was enough room for your clothes. So, you know, do you. Put your toiletries up the way you want to. I never wanted him. Welcome. What did you do yeah. to not make him feel welcome? Because it's something that you did to make that man not feel welcome in your home. I don't think so. Honestly, I really, really don't. Because my thing is when I'm allowing your friends to come over and y'all, and the living room is big. So if I'm allowing your friends to come over and I'm not saying, all oh, they have to call before they come, I'm not even saying that. I never said, well, they got to call before they come or anything like that. So when you and your friends come over and y'all move the furniture, I say nothing about that because, honestly, I don't okay. care about those okay. things. Okay. This, so is we, what I'm, this is what I'm going to say, Kobe, stop. And Trey Fon, thank you. This is what I'm going to say. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that this man I'm gonna say that this man whoever came from you know, whoever left and 
you had you used that as your scapegoat, or you used that as a way to get out of the relationship that you were in. Right. Because you probably That's have right. somebody, you probably have somebody out there occupying your time or whatever in a different in a different form or fashion. And you were for, so for you to walk out over like you said, Trayvon, from little you had little steps here and there, but ne- but nothing, or he never alluded to anything big that would you know kind of say like, okay, this nigga left me for, you know, okay, I cheated on him or I did something really big, then no, no, sir, you did something on the outside and you found a little something or something better, as, as you may think, better than me, and you use, oh, this don't feel like my house. Oh, if, you don't, if you don't think that this feels like your house, then you need to have a, you need to have a conversation. That's something that you can have easily said to me. You know what I'm saying? But, no, right. that, was, that was a cop-out. That was a cop out. And then to and then to add on, just to add on for a second, to add on, this happened in May. So in May, he mentioned to me, he was like, I never have a boyfriend during Memphis Pride. That's what he said to me. He said, I've never had a boyfriend during Memphis Pride. Mind you, this is in May. Memphis Pride is Father's Day weekend in June. And all of this happened right before Memphis Pride. Mm-hmm. Pride, baby. They, they do that right before Pride so they can get single for Pride and do what they got to do. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Okay, so I mean, <laughs> um, Trina, let me ask you this: um, We all struggle with something. We have about uh, ten minutes left, but we we all struggle with something when it comes down to being a part of the community, the gay community. You know what I'm saying? We all struggle with something. Um, I mean, not some big, some more like bigger than others, but Trinity, as a trans woman, what um, <laughs> what is your struggle in and outside of your community? Even outside of what? And is what is your struggle in our community and outside of our community? Um, so as a trans so as a trans woman, what do you deal with? What do you deal with in the gay scene first? Actually, I was going to say both inside the community as well as outside is a check. Okay. Um, okay. For me, um, <laughs> a lot of. This is just my opinion. A lot of, um, you know, homosexual males, gay males, they don't understand our life. Um, they still see us and view us as men or whatever. And that has a lot to do with how girls care of themselves. So I have to understand that. Um, but you have a lot of people that still um, call you he or they, you know, confused or whatever. I think that being accepted as a woman or a transgender woman in our community is definitely um, something that I struggle with. And mm-hmm. then as well as on the outside. It's no secret that I have an issue um, with being accepted with my own parents. They don't right. understand it. Um, mm-hmm. a, a part of that comes because I, for one time, didn't understand who I was either. So mm-hmm. I didn't know how to allow them to understand it. So, you know, being 31 now, my parents do not accept the fact that I am transgender. They still love their child, and they accept mm-hmm. their child as being their child, but they don't, they don't understand my lifestyle. So I would mm-hmm. say for, it was came in hand of, just being accepted on both ends. Okay. Okay. Um, guys, um, and, I, and I love that, and I think that, you know, having talked to other trans women on multiple shows that I've had, you know, it's always something, you know, it's, it's more, like you said, it's on both parts, and I'm sure that at one point or another, the ladies I spoke with, you know, they spoke about having acceptance on both parts, but sometimes it's more so they get uh, it's it's hard to accept the butch queens and the and all this kind of like they just they view trans women as something and sometimes they don't view trans women as being a part 
of the community when in actuality they are, or they just use them as showpieces or the girls that's on the pads and, and that's, that's it, you know, when they really do have a life outside of all of that. So um, thank you thank you for that, um, Trinity. Now, anyone else, like, do you have a struggle? And it could be anything, like, within the gay community, like, what what is your struggle? What do you struggle with? No one has one? Okay. I, well, I do have a struggle in life. And um, hmm, how do you say this? Never mind. That bottle of wine almost made me feel something. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I'll say this. Um, and I, if I, I, I'll say, do I really want to say it? Oh my gosh. Um, the struggle that I have, um, is family not being family. Um, and when I say family not being family. Anyone that you consider to be your true brother, because we all call each other brothers and sisters nowadays, but anybody that you call um, call or consider to be your brother or your sister or your mother or your father in the community, in the lifestyle, um, you know, I think it needs to be fluid and it needs to be consistent. You see what I'm saying? So my struggle for me as an individual is the fact that family is not always family, you know, because it kind of goes back to why people say Oh, well, why do they have gay mothers and gay fathers? And why do they have gay? Why are you calling him your gay sister, this and the other? Well, there's a connection there that you, you're not going to have with your biological family. So you lean towards sometimes your gay brother or your gay sister or your gay father or gay mother for that understanding or that connection or that conversation versus reaching out to your, to your mother or your father or whoever outside of your community who don't really know what's what. So I think for me growing, coming into this has always been, not now, just has always been family. You know, if you're going to be considered a family, be that, you know. And so now I'm more cognizant and aware of the fact uh, or aware of who I call family and who I don't. And not everybody's meant to be, I guess, in your life for um, for a lifetime. Some are just only meant for a season or whatever. So I think that's that's for me now my newfound thing. Like if you if you're gonna be family, be family. If you're not, just just be whoever you are, and I'll speak to you in the passing. So I think that that's well, my struggle. Say, yeah, Michael, can I touch on that right quick? This is yeah, and and just to piggyback on what you said, be if you're gonna be family, be family, and be a step to your family because yes, and I'm not ashamed to say this because of my issues with my biological family, I wasn't able to necessarily assess the gay family, if that makes any sense. You know, I had so many issues with my own family that when you, you know, the relationships that I was supposed to be making with my gay family, Tamir, Yasmin, Daphne, all those people, I oftentimes shunned their relationship because I didn't know how to be family because I was in a situation with my own family. So that's oh, I get that. that Mm-hmm. When you, if you're going to be family, especially as last time, be family. There's so many friends, and it, my story is no secret. So many friends that I have lost, or not necessarily lost, but have just kind of broken away from because I didn't know how to be that friend because mm. of the situation that I was dealing with. So it's very important that you know you are family and you are friends to people that are trying to be your family friends in this lifestyle because it's hard. It's, it's extremely hard. Most definitely. Did anybody else want to say anything before we wrap up? Who is cold? No. I said my piece. Oh, Tim, Tim, you said your piece? 
<laughs> yeah, I said my. So you had so okay, okay, okay. We'll talk offline. Uh, Trey Fon, did you uh, have anything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm done. I don't have any extras because we've not really got my tea for tonight. Okay. Okay. While we on, while we on, first time while we online, I got a couple questions. Well, just one question. What, what's going on with your profile picture? Oh. <laughs> what do you mean, my? What? what, what okay. Well, what we'll, we'll, what's going on with it? We'll, we'll reconvene at. Um, we'll reconvene after the show in the after show. Um, Carter. But uh, I, I, I want to. I want to really. really I want to thank everybody. I, I think that we this is this is really uh, this was a, a really good dialogue, so I really appreciate it. Of course, there's <laughs> many more to come. Um, to my listening audience, thank you so very much. Make sure that when I um, when I post it, that you share it. Mm-hmm. And if you have any ideas, make sure you email the talk with Micah at gmail dot com, and I'll be more than happy to to um, to you know to, to to entertain your ideas. And all that good stuff. So what I want to do is for my listening audience and for my guests, just hold the line for me. Please do not hang up. Allow the closing to play. And um, thank you again. So just hold the line for me, guys. Hey there, everyone. This is your Miss Continental 2014-2015 Brooklyn Heights, all the way from Toronto, Canada. And you are listening to The Talk with Micah and Friends. Well, guys, it actually looks like that's going to be it for tonight's show. I want to thank my team on tonight for being a part of the Unplugged episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, everyone, make sure you subscribe to the show via iTunes, HipCast, or Blog Talk Radio. I definitely appreciate it. Now, we're actually going to be off next week since I'll be traveling. But, of course, I have to leave you all with a quote of the week. And since I'll be gone next week, I'm going to actually leave you with two. Number one, when you are genuinely focused, busy, and doing what you love, It's so easy to acquire an invisible deflect from the BS. I'll say it again. When you are genuinely focused, busy, and doing what you love, it's so easy to acquire an invisible deflect from the BS. Number two, because that was a good one. Number two, never allow yourself or anyone to deter you from what God has written already. Pray, focus, grind, be obedient, be still, and allow God to move and to work in your life. I'll say that one again. Never allow anyone to detour you from what God has written already. Pray, focus, grind, be obedient, be still, and allow God to move and to work in your life. Remember to vote on November 4th. Until next time, you all be blessed. Never too much, never too much, never too much.